cliffcentral.com. Well, hello, hello, hello. You know, if you hear those Tibetan singing bowls, it is time for Beyond Ears and Eyes here on Cliff Central. I'm Liesl Tom, our controller, Palesa Mabuye. Hi, Palesa. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Great stuff. If you'd like to join us in our conversation, why don't you send us a WhatsApp to 079-748-2090. I read it and then I still get it wrong, Shemaine. I know, because your head is somewhere else. Where's your head? You're like, you know, but sometimes, you know, dyslexia creeps in with age. And don't, you just don't joke know about it. my dyslexia. <laughs> you go like, yo, what's that again? That's a seven. No, no, no. That's a one. You know, so. I sometimes write things down and then I still get them wrong. So especially if they start with the same letter. So there's a slight sense of dyslexia. What, did you not have spelling lessons at school? I grew up in a town when they had like... Spelling lessons as per how you should write neatly. Yeah, we had those, but um, yeah, yeah, school was a long time ago. <laughs> Have to creep into your memory for a little bit there. So, Lee, today we're having an uh, interesting um, conversation with our guest. Is going to be she. Her name is Britta Starling. Now she gives um, qigong um, classes to. Whomever. So we're gonna we're gonna talk to her in in just a minute. But have you um, ever tried to find out from people whether they know what qigong is? I've asked a few people and I got these blank stares. <laughs> you know. And when 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 you when you brought up the topic, I thought, okay, let me go ask Uncle Google because I love <laughs> living in this day and age. And the closest thing I. Um, familiar with. I mean, I obviously read up a little bit, but uh-huh. the closest thing I am physically familiar with is years ago, after school, so I can still remember it, I did Tai Chi. Uh-huh. And I have to say, it was quite amazing how, how it centered one, how it calmed you. Okay. But, um, you know, Britta will obviously tell us more and, and if there is a correlation. Mm-hmm. And I think she'll definitely, she's the right person to ask about this. So I think she'll definitely be able to help us out and find out, you know, the different forms and what came from whom and where and how it's applied and what for and so on and so on. So without much further ado, I think we do have Britta on the line. Britta? Yes, you have me on the line. Hello. Oh, hi, <laughs> Britta. I, I almost had to laugh out very loud, so, but I, I didn't You're know allowed to laugh out, out loud. <laughs> yes, laugh out but loud. Faces with a blank look, I do know myself very well, so. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and, and it's so funny. Yesterday, even yesterday, I was like, do you know what that, and they were like, what? You know, and it, and and these were very educated people, so it's not like you know they 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 clueless. It's just qigong somehow just hasn't made it into their sphere yet, and but that's why you are here to tell that's us. That's right, and thank you so much for inviting me today to ha- to have the ch- chance to share and explore uh, the possibilities, but also <laughs> the beauty and power of qigong, oh. uh, and yeah, share that from my own experiences and uh, also from yeah. Experience of other people so you're more than welcome you're more than welcome so how would I introduce you because I said you you're a teacher but is that do you, would I go and say that you're a master or is it just a teacher is it like a sensei or what's your title 
<laughs> okay. I think, first of all, I'm a human being, uh-huh. <laughs> like everybody else. Right. And I think I'm also a student, like everybody else. You know, I think most uh, people uh, really share the same intention of wanting to learn mm. about life mm. and why we are here and how we can improve our life, how we, how can we support others, um, how can we be in service. Uh, I think the two, I think the two of you also do this uh, very profoundly and very uh-huh. inspiring Thank with you. the amazing show you are creating and all these possibilities for people to learn and get new insights. Uh-huh. So, and of course, I mean, I've studied Qigong now uh, since over 10 years. And so how some did you start? refer to me as a teacher um i actually you know i started by chance and you know when i look back it's really an amazing story because um i moved to cape town uh in january 2005 and in november 2004 i took one day this chinenjigong workshop which was organized in germany and i actually wanted to go there already since two years but uh, you know they they were offering these workshops but whenever they offered a workshop i was actually engaged in delivering some trainings myself because we were uh doing a coaching and leadership uh development uh training organization in in germany at that time Mm -hmm. so there was just this one opening this one sunday in november and literally one month later i was living here and you know when when i look back what has developed since then this is really in itself really like an amazing adventure and an amazing uh, life story which i could not um, have predicted uh, when i was doing this workshop because i was like you you know mm-hmm. or the people you've been speaking to the last days oh was, no you can say like me and i'm, I'm not going to say Lisa, <laughs> but yes i fall within that group i am totally in there i'm not making any excuses yes so but before you go any further you know um about the the uh, us normal mortals, <laughs> so I want you to just that chigung that you are talking about. It's it's, it's written with a Z H I N E N G, yes. And, and you call it say that again slowly. So it's called Jinang Jinang Chigong. Okay, great. So this first G. Mm-hmm. stands actually for uh, wisdom or intelligence and I didn't know that at that time either because for me it was just Qigong but there apparently there are hundreds let it not be thousands of different Qigong forms and uh-huh. the Jinning Qigong is a very particular one because it was developed by Dr. Pang Ming, who for the first time brought Qigong more to the masses, more to really the people. Before so, it was like trained uh, only by selected students and um, the sometimes even if you would meet a master, he would not even teach you. You would just maybe observe him or her, m- most cases him. And uh, maybe then after two to three years, they would be open to share more the wisdom or the secrets. Uh-huh. But with Jinning Qigong, the name is itself is programmed because it shares the secret secrets about this very ancient but also very modern um, you could maybe say life philosophy about life about health about well-being about how to live a good life and a long life and the G stands for intelligence wisdom mm-hmm. and also you could translate it as knowing the source and then Nang means uh, power or the ability to heal mm-hmm. um, and then Qigong, which is, some people are familiar with it and most people know what or have an idea what Qi could mean. Mm -hmm. It's spelled either Q-I or C-H-I and that is normally translated as energy. 
Okay. But in Qin and Qigong, we go uh, far beyond that. Uh, Dr. Pang Ming has really uh, uplifted, or how do you say it, um, developed uh, Qigong more into uh, a science. Okay. And um, he was, he is actually the first Qigong master who really um, has written many books about um, what he calls the hypothesis of uh, the three level of substances, what everything in the universe is made of. Okay. And so qi itself is not only energy. According to qi neng qigong, it's also information and form. And I guess we will speak about that a little bit later, but just to give this information already now. Mm-hmm. And then gong is where most people <laughs> kind of <laughs> stop to listen or maybe even stop to do it. Gong actually means you practice. You know, uh-huh. you take these methods or tools or um, knowledge uh-huh. um, and really as a system and you start to uh, regularly practice it. Uh-huh. And um, if you do practice it, then you have many, many benefits. Um, yeah, but that's like the the name itself. Okay, so this um, uh, is this the one that the, the one that you're practicing or and teaching the Qinang Qigong. I'm saying it so wrong. Yes, but, hey. no, it's completely right. I, I okay. think you say it even better than me, so that's very good. <laughs> <laughs> is that is, is that the and, one that would fall into the medical uh, Qigong? Um, yes. Exactly, because, you know, this kind of Qigong is very, a very holistic one. The name itself, you know, if you would put it into a one English sentence, mm-hmm. then you could say that, say that Qinang Qigong means by regular practice, you are activating the full human potential by using these three level of substances, um, energy, form, and information mm-hmm. to improve your own life and to, uh, you know, Activate the self-healing abilities of your body. If you're healthy, you keep your body healthy, but also you are developing uh, your own potential in a way that you can really live your own life to your maximum of potential in a happy way, in a fulfilled way, in a meaningful way. I think more and more people are uh, uh, awakening, you know, to the intention of living a meaningful life. And Qigong is actually um, a tool you can use, you know, to really live a uh-huh. life of leadership, of power, of happiness, of joy, of nourishment, uh, of well-being, you uh-huh. know, in a peace also. A lot of people now with all the turbulence happening around the world looking, or South Africa, I mean, we don't need to look beyond the mm-hmm. country's borders, but, uh, you know, Everywhere. all over the place Everywhere. actually because I'm traveling around the world. That's really interesting. No matter where you're in Mexico or, the, or you're in Europe or you're in America or you're in different countries in Africa or in Asia, what uh-huh. people are... You united with is the longing for inner peace Mm. they want happiness for for their families you know first of all family and also chen Qigong is focusing on on really uplifting the what we call the chi field the energy and information field within the families Uh everybody's happy when you're a parent that the children are doing well um so it's it's happiness it's health it's families doing well and um, and 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 yeah and that's what we, that truly really is what we all want. We, we want, um, we want wellness, uh, holistic yes. wellness. And, right. and that's why I think it's, 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 it's great that this information is out there because I, I read uh, somewhere that, um, when they, when I, when I looked up this, obviously because I'm such a, you know, an, a novice at this, I read, um, the, 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 the disc, one of the descriptions for Chi was, um, life force energy that, um, animates, um, the organs 
um, you know, so, so, yes. so, so I, I don't know. Maybe you can, you can even go in on that a little bit, uh, a, a little bit later. And then it also says it's, it's kind of like it's, it's, it's a three, three folded thing where, um, you have a balanced lifestyle that adheres to the laws of nature, which comes a bit from, because apparently this has also got a bit of Taoism to it. Yes. Britta, before you, before you answer, Shimin, you know what I read, what, mm. which I found quite interesting is that chi is almost like, because it's the energy around us, it's almost like the water for a fish. As fish aren't aware that they are actually in water, we aren't aware of this energy around us. Is that true? Oh, that's Britta? beautiful. <laughs> I love the way well, you just said um, that. It is, it is certainly true, you know, um, in, in terms of that for most people focusing on the physical matter most, you know, that they look for something concrete which they can touch, like, uh, this is more important in their life, um, to, you know, uh, to have a house, a car, have the job, you know, to something tangible. Um, I would say that, um, in terms of experiencing, um, information or energy, uh, people are more and more aware. Mm-hmm. And, um, this can be like a simple thing, like you're going some places where, uh, you you suddenly feel not comfortable anymore. So then maybe it stops that people don't really wonder, so why am I not feeling comfortable? What is it about this that, place? Yeah. And maybe the information is in that place that there has been an accident or there has been a, a, a some kind of traumatic experience happening and it is only revealed, you know, after some investigation of that person if the awareness is, is there. So I think, you know, energy and information, it's more about the way I, I'm learning it and studying mm-hmm. it. it is it's more about being aware and um, starting to master also our consciousness, not only the physical world mm-hmm. and physical focus. If we look at the three level of substances, we have three. Yeah. So if we are only focusing on the material things, we are losing actually a very important aspect of our life, yeah. which is you know, energy and information. You know, so when more awareness, I think. Of that. You know, when she said it, this is what I got from it. So that the, that the fish is unaware and we in it. So so what's actually for me what's happening is we becoming aware and it, I, I didn't for some reason I didn't uh, equate it to to physicality or something physical. I I thought of it more as in I'm becoming aware, you know. So so the the difference for me now between the fish in the water is that my consciousness has been raised in so that I I have a a sense of. Um, I know where I can tap into. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yes. which, which also for me, together with that analogy of, of you been to a place and suddenly you feel not so good being there. So, because that's, you've, you've become sensitized that or you become, exactly. yeah, that, that actually. So, so for me, this is why this is so incredible because, um, there's an awareness that's going to go out, um, f- for some people and go like, Oh. Qigong. I can use Qigong to how uh, enhance my life, and then they're going to do it. You know, so so getting that substantial inner um, spiritual motivation to just you know enhance and and bring that beautiful that you say the world wants. What I found uh, what I found quite interesting about your answer is that you called the sense that we we all have this 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 just sixth sense that you know I'm not feeling too comfortable here. You call that information and when i thought about it it 
is actually information, but how is it then coded into the environment that we can sense it? So this is actually uh, developed through practice. Um, for example, if you practice Qigong or any other, um, you know, Qigong is actually the most advanced, but there are probably also other awareness um, methodologies or people can suddenly also awake, you know, by uh, by maybe a traumatic experience or something. And suddenly they are very much aware of what is really true or what is really happening. <laughs> but um, Dr. Pang has developed a theory where he also points out that as babies, we are already born with this kind of awareness because human beings are distinguishing themselves from animals through this kind of consciousness. And he calls it the mind oneness entity. And if we look at babies, for example, babies, um, you know, why are older people or human beings, um, when they're a bit older, always oh, so, so excited when they see babies because it's reminding us uh, of our own potential when we were in that age. Wow. And babies are just pure. They are just this pure consciousness. They are connected with everything. Everything is in unity. They are aware of the energy around them and they actually literally see everything in energy and information. They don't have this concepts yet of, you know, this is a table. When I grab it, it's a table. For them, it's energy and information. And I think in that way, we are just reminded it's a little bit like an awakening process. Uh -huh. We could also use another metaphor. You were talking about the fish and the water. We could actually say that our consciousness, if we imagine our consciousness as this glass of water uh -huh. and we put a drop of ink into it, then the ink starts to uh, to make this water blurry and uh, it has starts to get a color and it's not as pure and it, it's it's not even anymore. It's distorted. It's 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 kind of um, how do, yeah. It's it's not clear that's, and transparent. Uh -huh. right? That's that's before you so, stir it. <laughs> sorry. That's before you stir it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So now we can actually say that this ink represents all the concepts we are starting to learn as a small child, uh, as a grown up mm -hmm. in order to function in society. You know, we get to learn what is a, uh, what we're able to do and what not. So there are a lot of what we call in Qigong frame of references starting up to frame us mm. and we are losing this ability to be a, to be this pure consciousness this pure awareness and then an, as adults we start to re-learn it to reignite to it mm -hmm. and qigong is really um to me you know i've come to this very coincidentally because a friend of mine was recommending it to me i just followed her recommendation she said it's beautiful because it's matching our leadership and coaching um, organizations ideas to you know to to live your life from personal leadership and qigong is like an integrated factor of that but i had no knowledge about like medical um, uh, possibilities or healing possibilities or you know what actually it could you know the benefits it could create in my life i had no idea so and even after this one day workshop i did in germany at that time um the two teachers one of the teachers actually waved me goodbye because i was sharing that i was moving to south africa mm. and then then she said oh britta one day you bring Qigong to south africa <laughs> and i and you thought in the, madness inside of me yeah, inside of me i really i looked at her and i got like 
hmm, inside of me, I was too shy to actually mention it at that time. But at that time, I was thinking, I don't know if I'm going to practice this. <laughs> I have no idea, you know. So to my surprise, this um, approach is so simple and so effective, uh-huh. exactly like Dr. Pang Min wanted to uh, develop it because he is a doctor in Chinese medicine uh-huh. and Western medicine. He was always driven by the driven by the vision to create a Qigong form, which is easy to learn, highly effective, can be really practiced by many people. People around the world, uh-huh. um, or any, and anybody on China, anybody can do it. Young and it's old, not yes, and it's not this, you know, uh, qigong master to student. This very, how do you say that in English? Elitary, uh, very um, strict, um, uh-huh. ain't, uh, secret. You know, it, it was he. He he was over with secrets. He wanted to really share the secrets but, of this powerful tool you know, uh, with people in the world. So, yeah. I'm I'm so glad you mentioned that because apparently at 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 one point, uh, qigong was for you know for the wealthy or the martial artists and and, yes. and 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 regular people weren't privy to this. But that's like what five thousand years ago. When did it? When did it exactly. come Exactly. Yes. So it started more or less five thousand years ago. It's a pillar of the. Tradition traditional Chinese medicine, but it was very strict the way, you know, they would pass this mm-hmm. knowledge on. And uh, and also many students uh, were not uh, taught in an open way. And Dr. Pang really broke with all this um, uh, conditioned, um, uh, very conver- conservative uh, way of seeing it. And he really uh, made it available for uh, everybody who wanted to learn it. It's incredible yeah. how the world has changed. Before you had to pay your dues in years, um, before you got anything from anyone. Now information is so easily and readily accessible. It's almost like people are saying, you must, you must have it. I can't hold on anymore. So, so that, that's brilliant that for us now in this new modern day and age, we are able to benefit by uh, or from it. So, the other thing also before we go further, because I mean, we, we, we're gonna need to still figure out all the aspects that Qigong, um, can influence you, um, you know, mo- emotionally, physically, and, and, you know, all that. But can you maybe just, um, explain to us what the difference is? Between those, the, 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 the Qigong and then the Tai Chi and then yoga also falls in there. Would you mind talking to us about those three and, you know, and, and their approaches and what's different or not? Yes, with pleasure. So Dr. Pang Ming himself, he actually practiced Tai Chi and Qigong at a very, very early age. So often Tai Chi and Qigong go together. So mm-hmm. when you visit a Tai Chi class, generally, the Tai Chi teacher would start with some Qigong uh, movements, some Qigong exercises. So it's quite interlinked. Um, and um, because we are working with the life force energy, we are working with uh, the Qi, which flows through our meridians. Uh, I think most of the people who are listening to this uh, uh, talk today know about the traditional are. Chinese medicine and that they work with another system next to the lymphatic system, mm-hmm. blood and nervous system. They have a system of energy channels and, uh, and Tai Chi also works with that. So there are a lot of similarities, mm-hmm. but the main distinction maybe the way I could quickly describe it is that Qigong is easier than Tai Chi. Tai Chi, you often have to learn like a set of sequences and movements are going throughout the space you are in. So you're occupying a a room and you walk um, through this room performing these different movements. And Qigong, you can practice uh, standing 
sitting, even laying down with your own, your, only with your consciousness. Hmm. And then uh, Qigong, uh, Qigong. You need to explain uh, that. Wait, before you go further, only yes. with your consciousness. What do you mean by that? that you can <laughs> is, this, is this like doing Tai Chi in your mind? Yeah, it's doing actually the the purpose of Qigong is that you are practicing uh, uh, body-mind um, harmony combination. So you're using physical movements combined with visualizations and meditations um, and sometimes also sound healing. And if you, for example, imagine, uh, you know, and that happened in China with some cases, people couldn't move. So they were either in the wheelchair or uh, even laying in bed. So what happened there is that they were taught this uh, set of exercises and the purpose and the meditation, and they started to just meditate in their mind. And I personally have practiced that myself too. I really did only the Chinen Qigong exercises with my mind only, and I had the same um, uh, benefits and the same impact on my physical body. That sounds and with like these cases in, in, in China, I'm, ha- I've been hearing stories about people who actually were paralyzed mm-hmm. and after a few months of practicing only with their mind, uh, they could start uh, using their body again. And we know this from the West, maybe a very famous example is Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, I think many people know about him. Uh, he was Tell paralyzed. Us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, he was uh, a chiropractor. Uh-huh. Uh, he is an American and he did, um, he was participating in a triathlon. He had a very bad accident. He was paralyzed and he only healed himself by his mind. And he has written many books about it. Uh, one very famous one, which is actually really related to Qigong, is called You Are the Place- uh, Placebo or The Placebo. Uh-huh. Uh, I can really recommend it to any listener to really Grab this book. It's available in South Africa. Also, I think Dr. George Spencer comes uh, sometimes to South Africa for workshops and talks. But uh, but actually, Dr. George Spencer practiced Qigong without naming it Qigong because according to his knowledge uh, until that stage, he knew that if he... He didn't agree to an operation. The doctors wanted to have an operation on him. He said no to it. He actually went home to um, to be with a friend. A friend took care of him. And he practiced two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon, uh, focusing on his physical body, focusing on a healthy spine. His spine was completely smashed. So focusing on all the bo- bones to rearrange. So this is part of the consciousness work we have in Qigong. So he applied actually the consciousness work of Qigong. And then after a few months, he could walk again. And now he's sharing his story around the world. So... um yeah, so not only people in Asia have been using Qigong, you know, for their own healing. Also, people in the West uh, have That's done it uh, either unconsciously or now when they, of course, consciously uh, practice Qigong. Uh, we have maybe just to, to finish that one thing. We have a person in Germany. He was in our workshops two years ago. Uh, he was suffering from multiple sclerosis, which is, um, according to the Western medicine, uh, not curable. He was, diagno- he was diagnosed many years ago. He was already very advanced in his, in his status. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, the doctors say on a scale 0 to 10, you measure multiple sclerosis. 0, you don't have it. 10, you've died of it. He was already at 7.7. So uh, organs started to uh, give him some problems, and he really was in a bad, bad shape. He also had a scientific mind. So he did not come to our Qigong workshop by uh, his own, uh, his wife actually, a little bit. 
pushed him to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes this can be a big blessing if somebody cares enough about you because what happened is that, yeah. he he really started to feel the chi. He started to heal literally in this five days workshop. Some symptoms already started to disappear. Among them, his um, chronic fatigue syndrome. He started to finally sleep uh, normally again. Um, Etc. So now, and then after he, he continued to practice on his own, that is where most of the people get challenges, you know, to really do this practice on your own at home. Uh-huh. But Andreas was actually, uh, so, uh, so convinced because he experienced the improvements already in these five days that yeah. he only, he only, with his scientific mind, he said, okay, if I already got so much improvement in five days, what happens if I practice three hours, four hours, five hours per day? Mm-hmm. And uh, he did it as a scientific project <laughs> on himself. And uh, by that, actually, is also following the idea of Qigong because we are saying um, that uh, uh, Qigong is a approach or a system where you start uh, to explore yourself. You explore mm-hmm. your own body. You explore your self-healing abilities. You explore your life. Mm-hmm. You are more aware of what is important to you. Yeah. And you are more standing in you know for your needs and this is the purpose of qigong to really be very selfish that is in the west many people have problems with that you know to just with this alone to to know their own needs and then also to fulfill them many people have a problem with that but to cut the story short andreas is now healthy and in germany he travels around the country to uh, help people suffering from ms to you know uh, start this this healing journey for themselves. Mm-hmm. Britta, these are, um, are, are there specific movements and poses that you are taught to do physically and then should you not be able to do them physically to, to visualize them um, in, exactly. your, in your mind's eye? Yes, yes, exactly. So it is a set of movements and for example, for the core uh, exercise, which we call lift you up, put you down, it's a 20 minute... Say that again. Uh, lift you sorry? up, put you down. Yes, exactly. That's like the name of this one method. People practice around the world. Uh-huh. When you practice Qin and Qigong, and I think there are more than 11 million people, even 15 million people maybe in the meantime, uh, because, you know, they are, there's probably not an accurate figure um, at this moment, but it's really spreading in Europe, in America, day by day, more and more people practice it. Uh-huh. Um, and um, the Lift Chia Put you Down method, it's called Level 1 of Qin and Qigong, and you can learn it in a one-day workshop like I did in Germany many years ago. And then with a CD or a DVD or a YouTube video, you then continue to practice at home. And um, it's 20 minutes. If you practice the shorter version, you can also practice for half an hour or 45 minutes. But with 20 minutes, you can really improve uh, many things in your life. And this is how many people start, just with this one exercise. And then they continue to practice. And day, day by day, they start feeding the benefits. Well, Britta, you said this lift, lift you up put you down is a core exercise are you telling me that if i lie in front of the tv and i think about doing you know some kind of core exercise whether it be thinking of crunches or you know picking things up and putting it down that i will actually develop a six-pack 
You know, you would, of course, shut off the TV. <laughs> so that's what you wouldn't no, but, 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 but do. Because can you, you need your whole consciousness. You, yeah, but if you need, if you, like Andreas, for example, he told us um, uh, afterwards, you know, when in during his recovery process, he would practice as much as he can. And sometimes he was on the road, you know, doing some things, and then he would find, he would feel the symptoms come back. Hmm. And then he would stop whatever he would do, and he would sit down because he would not maybe feel comfortable to practice in the public in a public space so he would just sit down close his eyes goes inward and does it as a meditation but i think there are also a scientific um uh, proof of i think in sports especially in sports medicine they have done it uh, you know they have for example put a marathon runner on those uh, instruments and all the devices to measure his physical um Reactions if he would just visualize, you know, running high speed uh, his marathon and they could uh, then measure the muscles moving or started to sweat. So the body is reacting on what we are consciously uh, where we put our conscious to. That's maybe the best you know, way to put it. I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because, you know, as, as, as you know, we get discouraged and a lot of people go like, yeah, okay, I had that was just, you know, I had uh, symptoms of getting better, but, you know, it must have been a fluke. But, I mean, for you to put it in perspective, it's like, okay, so now you saw that it can work, just go back and build on it again and build on it again and, you know, until ultimately you get your 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 full success. So it's, it's exactly. It sounds yes. almost like um, visualization on steroids, for lack of a better word. I don't know. The, I don't know now the meaning of steroids. I'm sorry. Oh, um, steroids is that performance that- enhancers. <laughs> oh, that's oh okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, I mean, yes, you are, you are actually, you know, you're becoming your own performance enhancer. Uh, you know, a lot of people, um, especially in Europe, I'm not so. No, not so much about South Africa, but in Europe, a lot of people are starting to become ill because they don't have enough energy mm. and they have this name for it. They call it burnout. Mm. You know, they are really, they're working too hard. They have too much stress, um, uh, in their whole life, uh, uh, and, uh, and, and too little relaxation and too little, uh, balance, you know, in terms of inner peace. And especially in, in big organizations, um, there's a lot of demands and, um, and, and causing this burnout, uh. meaning that you're not, you're lacking, you know, life force energy for yourself and, um, and, and the balance, you know, to put things into perspective and to have the balance between being active and vital and, and holistically, you know, um, uh, enjoying the full potential of your life. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, also, when you are, when you have time off, you are really in inner peace. I mean, most of the people then continue to worry or continue to think of work or writing some emails in the evenings or thinking about concepts. So uh-huh. many people have stopped, you know, uh, really knowing and understanding what relaxation means. But we are and taught that, that we must... what Qigong is actually promoting. Okay. Qigong is promoting uh, being more relaxed. Mm. You know, we are taught that we must be busy, busy, busy. And if we're not busy, 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 we will not achieve anything ever. And you know, it's, it's yes. something that we, we teach our kids from way back when. I mean, it's something we were taught. We were, we were taught that if you don't do something you you you're you're 
obsolete. You are, you are nothing. You, do you know what I mean? So there's something that drives you that goes like, but if I, if I just sit down and gather some strength and do so-called nothing, um, you know, for half an hour, then it's wrong. I mean, the only time we give ourselves that privilege is when we sleep and then we're not even at peace because our, our mind still goes, you know, like yes. I dreamt of, of doing this interview last night. I'm like, why? Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was, no, I think it was stress. I'm like, Qigong, really? You want to talk about Qigong? You know nothing about Qigong? Are you mad? So it was, you know what I'm saying? So it was a stressful situation. <laughs> yes. You know, the, the good thing actually about Qigong is that, um, you have, um, meditative way of moving your body. So mm-hmm. in that way, uh, people who are listening now and who think, okay, I can't allow to sit down half an hour and do nothing, they can keep their body active, but at the same time, they train their mind to be more quiet and to go more inside. Mm. And if you practice like, let's say, half an hour a day, you will also find that the sleep quality improves, that really when you're sleeping, you're sleeping. Um, And and that way also your body is recovering because sleep is something very positive and good. We need it so that our body functions recover. But you're completely right. If our mind is too busy, Mm -hmm. then the sleep quality is actually not good enough. So it's all related, yes. A lot of people say, I can't, I can't even take 10 minutes to meditate and now you are saying 20 minutes so how do you work yourself up to those 20 minutes you know from two minutes <laughs> I had I mean, exactly the really same silly. thought uh, a few <laughs> years ago you know with the CD and uh-huh. my suitcase packed and then I come to Cape Town and I, we were actually starting a new company and you can imagine you come to a new country mm-hmm. you ha- you're starting a new organization you have new colleagues a new business model my husband and I we were we, everything was new but to my astonishment something happened inside of me that I did practice, maybe not every day at that time, maybe it was four times a week or five times a week, but you just put the CD into your recorder and you start (laughs) doing it. Do you know what I'm thinking now? Then you're building up a new feeling for yourself, Mm -hmm. a new body awareness. It was also very astonishing to me and that actually made me um, start becoming and wanting a teacher because when I was here in January uh, 2005 with my new colleagues and I started to practice on my own very secretly because nobody (laughs) knew it here. Uh I couldn't share it with anybody. But then maybe two months later, these new colleagues approached me and said, Britta, you, something's ch- changed. What is it? You come, you're more relaxed, you're, you know, more peaceful, uh, you, you seem to have more fun because obviously, you know, a lot of stress when you start new things and new adventure. Mm-hmm. And this kind of feedback really made me, uh, uh, also become more aware of, oh yes, this, there's, there's something hidden. There's like a hidden gem in this, uh, very simple, tool and then I started uh, on a teacher's training in Germany but also in China uh-huh. it took me two years you know to um, complete the whole training uh, but yeah it, it's then naturally once you it's a little bit like brushing your teeth you know once you get a taste of it and you you feel your life is improving and your energy level is higher and the results in your lives are better um the the whole you know in my family there's much more harmony uh, i'm more living my life purpose now i'm living really a meaningful life which mm-hmm. i couldn't say 10 years ago i was really doing great no 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 worries i mean i had a great job and things like that but i didn't feel i really 
nailed it to yet to really living my my life purpose. And then year by year by year through the practice of Qigong, I came closer. You know, I I suddenly I felt mm, there's more to my life. So what could it be? And then it was unfolding itself. That's also the beauty about Qin and Qigong, as I uh-huh. mentioned earlier. Uh, qi means intelligence, wisdom, your full potential, you know. This is also by practice then unfolding. So um, in that way, it becomes more a lifestyle, more a way of living uh, than a meditative move, series of meditative movements. But to be honest, I was uh, several years ago the same. You know, I thought, what is this going to bring mm. in my life? Mm. <laughs> but eventually it unfolds. But yeah. I can, I can s- sort of see the benefits to your health if you de-stress, if you um, – if you're not holding on to all the all the residues of the day, but would Qigong be able to um, help you get rid of something like cancer or an autoimmune disease? Yes, it does. Um, in of course, what is really needed is um, a person who is open to explore this as a possibility. And this is often a challenge because um, in the Western medicine, uh, if you're diagnosed with these kinds of uh, illnesses, then there's a whole system of information mm-hmm. uh, where uh, people are then often confused or, you know, they are, there's a lot of fear, of course, and mm-hmm. there are, you know, um, uh, medical treatments recommended then by western medicine where you know it's 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 a challenge you know when we have people i know personally people who have come overcome cancer by practicing chinan qigong um it is not always an easy journey um because um you know some people really took a sabbatical and uh, and practice for month month after month maybe even going to china to really withdraw from um the information which is in their family you know information of fear or concern or the doctors clearly say you know look this is the treatment we are suggesting and we are strongly recommending you're going this path so the potential of getting completely healthy through Chin and Qigong uh, suffering from these kind of illnesses is there, but it's a case-by-case uh, situation uh, where the person really uh, needs to go inside, whether, uh, you know, to open up to this possibility, just like uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, you know, uh, being able to walk again, uh, just working with his, con- with his consciousness um, and uh, to really also then practice because that is often the case. I know uh, quite a few people who are suffering from cancer. They have been exposed to Chinechigong, but they have not the willpower to practice three, four, five Maybe even seven or eight hours a day. Or oh, the patients. Because I mean, in, in, in Western allopathic medicine, we want to see results soon. This sounds yes. to me, and tell me where I'm wrong, that it could take months, if not years. It is so different from person to person. You know, there are people who have been uh, getting rid of a tumor or a cyst within a few days. Mm. Uh, others, it takes a few months or a year or even two to three years. Uh, personally, I'm also accompanying some people in uh, Germany who are practicing Chinang Qigong regularly to get rid of Parkinson's symptoms. And we have great results there. But I can wow. say that these people are really diligently 
practicing every day and they are really challenging themselves. They are challenging frame of references, belief system, habits. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, also with, uh, with any kind of illness, I think it's always an invitation to look into your life, you know, on not only on the physical level, what else is um, happening in my life? And you mentioned earlier a balanced relationship. You found that uh, somewhere in uh, a book about about qigong. You know, balanced relationships, uh, balanced relationships to oneself, to another, to nature, to be in, be in harmony. Mm-hmm. Actually, with an illness, any kind of illness, it's a disharmony uh, in the own body, but also often a disharmony to people or to um, to nature, you know, people are um, uh, separ- too much separated from um, from it, mm-hmm. and don't often don't even have the awareness uh, that there is something going wrong. And as soon as you uh, create this awareness, we call that in Chinese going also heart stones. You know, if there's anything in your life which is really not working well, we need to have an awareness and mm-hmm. really start to let these heart stones. Uh, uh, transform them, dissolve them. And often if, you know, the balance of relationships is coming into place again, then also the illness starts to disappear. So, so it is re- related. So um, can one call Qigong preventative, a preventative um, type of uh, system where, you know, you, you probably never have to go there? Yes. You know, in, in you know mm-hmm. that is so true and also is the core of Qigong. Uh, Qigong is one pillar of the traditional Chinese medicine. And in China, you, many, many years, hundreds of years ago, a doctor would only be paid if, if he or she was able to keep the patient healthy. alive. Okay. <laughs> if not, what <laughs> <That's laughs> <alive. laughs> if the patient <laughs> dies? <laughs> yes. Do they get the so, money back? The, the intention of Qigong is it's exactly that. And this is also my personal. You know, often I think, okay, I practice, I teach, I share this. Why am I doing this? Actually, a few, few years ago, I had a deep question about myself. That was uh, when I was, you know, we, when I was drawn to, uh, to my new, um, uh, more uh, purposeful li- way of living. Mm-hmm. But of course, also as a student, you have some doubts and you are really asking yourself, why do I practice? What is this for? But actually, I lost my father of cancer when I was eight years old. And, um, this, I think, has installed in me the dream and vision of a long and healthy life. Mm-hmm. I have not been in hospital. I'm now 52. I have never been in the hospital. So you can also say qigong actually is um is really the we, what we say in qigong is that wherever the mind goes the chi follows to flow mm-hmm. so my mind was always on this Okay, no suffering in a hospital, no mm. illness, no cancer. Mm. I want to be healthy, happy, long life. Mm-hmm. And by chance, I found Jinan Qigong, which is now the tool who s- supports me to, in doing that since over 10 years. Um, and I'm confirmed on my pathway of many people starting to heal, including my mother, who was very ill. So that's like the second family member, you know, where uh, my life intention maybe is, um, you know, nourished, that I'm very clear I use and practice every single day because I want to prevent illness. That's very, very strong inside of me um, because I, I just don't want to see myself suffering and being in a hospital and, and also have all this, um, you know, it's not only yourself then, you are also, as you're in relationship with others, there's then mm-hmm. suffering for your family members, for your friends. Yeah. And Dr. Pang clearly also says, 
it is possible for people to live a long and healthy life. There, there is, it's not needed to have an illness actually. And also the whole thing of when you, when you, by the sounds of it, it sounds like you're actually present in your life if you cultivate these, these habits where you go yes. like, I'm, I'm not just running away from getting ill, but I'm actually, I'm available in my life for whoever. Yes. Needs so do, do you know what I mean? And this mindfulness yeah. is something that everybody aspires to, but very few people manage to get it right. Because you and I can be mindful for three five, seconds. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> half a second, but let's let's be generous and say three, and then it's gone. So, so Britta, how long does it take to cultivate this mindfulness? Please you don't know, say ten years. Only- no, 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 no. It's I much think it's desperation. Uh, how desperate it is that mm-hmm. you want something, isn't it? It's actually really uh, more a choice and an intention, and then use these tools, practice them, ev- tools, and practice them every day, and you will immediately um, create some results. Immediately, you know, you will have mm-hmm. this uh, more sense of inner peace and um, also more joy. You know, I, I also speak a lot of people with a lot of people who have who don't know anymore how to create a joyful life. Mm-hmm. You know, they are stuck in all this um, worries and concerns, and even if from their life perspectives or environment they could actually be joyful they are not they don't allow themselves to be joyful so um, isn't that a mindset as well and isn't this the mindset that qigong is trying to teach that you know like you said what you focus on grows um you know what 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 what's that thing but you know what i'm trying to say i'm paraphrasing because that's the way that i know but because also apparently your health the, the the lifestyle requires that the food also that you that you take uh, into your body, you should also be conscious of what you put into your body. Yes. Um, so, and I mean, we live extremely uh, fast-paced lifestyles. I mean, I don't know unless you make a conscious decision um, to eat specific things, and and even now the science is so scatty that you don't know whether you you're eating the right thing. So, how do you know whether you're incorporating the the right things into your into your diet to live a cleaner life? Yes. So you're completely right. I think, you know, once you start this awareness journey, maybe we can call it also like that, you know, mm-hmm. you are um, rethinking about your mindsets and about your frame of references and what your habits are and or the way you'd like to live every day mm-hmm. your own life. Then immediately you come also to this point, okay, what kind of food do I take in? And do I also take my time to eat, you know, mm-hmm. because that is also something, not only what you eat, but how you eat and what kind of information you you send to the food. Like if you always tell yourself, oh, the food I'm eating is not good for me, it's not good for me, then you nourish that kind of good. information. Oh, so you can so, actually go like, oh, pumpkin fritters every day, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> or, or because, no, I mean, I'm joking this, now, but there yes. is a sense of, of guilt when you go, I'm trying to live right, but... I'm, I'm smoking, I'm drinking, I'm eating burgers. I'm just saying the conscious, the stuff that we normally, you know, uh, uh, moan about. So, but one can sit with that guilt and then go, I don't think I'm going to do Qigong because I don't think I'm going to get it right. I'm just going to fail. So what do you say to somebody who has failed before they started because they're looking at the, the situation and, and habits? 
I would try to help this person to reconnect uh, with what is really important uh, in, in that life, what kind of life they really would like to live. Um, is there something, you know, in that current situation they are missing or they are dreaming of, but they are maybe too shy or um, don't see that it's possible to, uh, you know, to create some changes. Um, but, you know, go rather from what are you intending to to live mm -hmm. for um, and uh, then step by step you know start maybe with this um, with a small exercise start with 10 minutes of practice if you can't do 20 minutes uh, then do 10 minutes there are of course ways to practice really like in shorter time but really you know make some new choices i think without the willingness to create a new choice mm -hmm. uh, change will not happen and the change can only happen within ourselves um i mean we have many philosophers and many great people who have been saying it again and again mm -hmm. among them gandhi i think you know who said be the change you want to be seeing in the world be it yourself um that's it comes back to that same essence again you know? and again that's the same with qigong you know with qigong you You need to be willing to look into your own life and create the change from inside and then the methods and exercises can be a tool. Uh, but the mindset, you know, you, it's, yeah, it's starting to change through awareness. Yeah. Let's talk about exercise like that, the Qigong. Um, we were going to talk about Tai Chi. We did not even get there, but um, <laughs> let's talk about those kind of exercises versus the exercises that we know here as in like in, in, um, um, in, in Tassan Hockey's, you know, inverted comma, commas <laughs> as, um, aerobics and, you know, um, you know, the, you the, can hear Shemaine doesn't get to gym often. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying. Her gym bag is ly lying right next to me. <laughs> Are you done now, Diesel? <laughs> Have you had a good laugh about that? <laughs> so, yeah. So, so what, um, what do we do? Um, can, can those two work together? You know, the Western type of exercising and now the Eastern type of exercising. And, and, you know, how can they work together if at all possible? Because the one is like slow meditation, the other one is pounding the ground hard. You know, it, it, of course it does. You know, I personally, uh, am a member of Virgin Active. I go to gym regularly, uh, when I'm in South Africa <laughs> and, uh, um, uh, I love my workout. So, um, there, there is no, no substitute here. It's really like, um, you integrate it into your current lifestyle, into your, whatever you're doing. Even a lot of yoga teachers, you know, love Qigong because it, it is a, how to say that supporting their yoga practice it's supporting their teaching a lot of uh, other therapists who do you know who offer a certain therapy for their clients they also like to go to use it for themselves you know to nourish their, their life force energy to nourish um, their body uh, to uplift their energy etc so it's so not a substitute it's actually something you can use uh, um, so both, complimentary. both are mm -hmm. good for the body and the soul and the spirit or however. exactly yes okay so which one where do you get your six pack from better <laughs> uh, what do you mean by six pack the benefits you mean or no the look the look you know the tight size the six pack here on your st stomach your arms which are looking good and toned which one gives you better and faster and longer lasting results 
you know, physically, I, uh, I'm talking really about. That's a good question. You know, no, I've I'm, actually been out of the country for seven weeks because I was uh, sharing the Chineng Qigong Hunan Qi therapy uh, program uh, with people around the world. When I came back and I had my first workout that was happening on Sunday, um, I didn't um, and I couldn't practice while I was traveling. There was no, uh, you know, uh, gym or something where I could go to. But interesting enough, I kept my level. So I, so by practicing Qigong, I kept my practice level. Okay. So I think, you know, the answer to your question is um, whatever your intention and whatever tool you're using, <laughs> then, then it will work for you. Uh, with Qin and Qigong, of course, um, you don't need to go to a gym. You can also practice it at home. Mm-hmm. You can go into a park or in, into the beach or you can practice silently with closed eyes uh, sitting on a park bench. So um, in that way, it's a little bit more easier to practice it no matter where you are. And I would also say that the benefits of practicing Qigong goes beyond the fitness training at the gym uh, because it's so holistic that also other areas in your life are going to not only your physical body, but um we spoke about relationships. Mm-hmm. We spoke about and your authentic way of living. You know, who are you really? Um, and what about how financially? Would you like to express yourself. What about financially? You know, financially, how, how can it also benefit you may, financially? Because that's may, a big one. Yes. You know, I, my intention actually when I started the teachers program was to bring Chilean Qigong to South Africa because I realized when I was living here that many people can't afford uh, a health insurance. Then what I didn't realize, though, is that many people don't know Qigong and they don't really want to practice on their own. So because my intention was, oh, in the future, they don't need, you know, in health insurance because they just practice Chinese Qigong every day. They keep their health. So financially, I think my mom, for example, she was very ill. She cost um, her medical bills were around 3000 euro per year wow. when she was very ill. So that's maybe like, I don't know. 45,000 rand or 50,000 uh-huh. rand per year. Mm-hmm. So now she doesn't see a doctor. She doesn't have these bills anymore. She's completely healthy. She's uh, 74. And she even started to teach Chilean Qigong. Uh-huh. My very first Qigong workshop was not happening in South Africa, but it was happening in Germany because my mom healed herself through applying this simple exercise of 30 minutes a day. So financially, I personally use also Chinen Qigong holistically. So I'm, you know, focusing on abundance in my life because what we are saying is an abundant mindset also attracts abundance. If I'm uh, operating from a mindset of scarcity, then also scarcity follows mm-hmm. um, that mindset. So, so, and I also don't say that lighthearted because 2009, I had one of the biggest financial crises as apparently many people in that specific Year yeah. was really uh, so, a very but, weird year for many people. So I don't say that lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I literally lost everything and I had to rebuild my life. But it also helped me to uh, to think about this. What you're just asking? What about you know financial? Energy. What about abundance? What so, about other we, areas you, in my life beyond the hell? I want to yes. go on, but we have to go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We have to go. <laughs> so, um, your people can read up on you on the bodyandmindfactory.com site, isn't it? Yes. Body Correct. and Mind Factory. Britta? Yeah. Thank you yes. so much. Thank you to Shemaine and Lisa. It was really a pleasure 
and uh, honor to speak to you today. And I love your energy. I love oh. your intention, your vision for the world. And may you have many, many more great uh, um, interviews and sessions and uh, many, many more people following um, your work. We, we're going to bring you back. And for those you so much <laughs> for that. From, from your lips to God's ears. From me, Liesl Tom, take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye, Britta. And from me, Shemaine Harris, have a wonderful time. Cliffcentral.com.